Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. And welcome to Episode 5 of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And we'd like to welcome our special guest today, medium Kelly Elson. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here today, guys. Thanks so much for uh, even considering us. Wouldn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, we're going to ask a lot of the uh, the standard questions, so and that you've heard many of them before. Of course. Probably, but that's uh, that's the way things go. But but people want to know, I mean... How does it happen that you just you just become a medium, or where did this go from a child up? Or? Well, it's certainly nothing that you can plan. Uh, it's not something you find in your uh, typical guidance uh, office in high school. Um, and you know, I find with most people, as with myself, there's never a point where it really starts. There's just a point where we start to recognize it's always been happening. Mm-hmm. So I did my best to live a normal life uh, and and try to find tangible things that I could do that would make me feel secure. And I kept hitting detour signs throughout my life. And my judgments at the time were very much, well, you know, geez, I'm a loser at this. I'm a loser at that. But uh, I found that it all just kind of happened. And I know that seems like a very simple answer, but but it did. It was something I recognized I was able to do. Mm-hmm. And I did it for one person, and they told five people, and three of them called, and it, and it's just grown from there. Right. So it was it, it grew though. It wasn't just all of a sudden. Bang. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've uh, been doing readings now for about twenty five or so years, like consciously doing them for other people. And yeah, at, at first it was two people a week, and now it's that before eleven a.m. Is there a difference between, say, a psychic and a medium, or? Um, all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums, mm-hmm. uh, if, if that makes any sense. Um, it, it, psychics can uh, kind of view the energy around us and within us. They can view what I call future slides. Absolutely profoundly skilled. So if you go to a psychic, they might say, oh, I, I see you're going to Vegas in January. What a medium will do is say, oh, your Aunt Helen who had the stroke is telling me you're going to Vegas in January. Right. So that's really the fundamental difference. Right, so they're they're related in, in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, right? they want to come in and make some small talk and talk about your life, and that's often what it is. All right. And uh, just how, um, how do you receive messages? Well, um, I, I take everything back to analogy. So think about how we respond and react to physical people. Uh, Sometimes we get feelings from them because of how they look. They're very visual. Some people have a loud voice. So really, in every diverse way that we do as human beings, when we're Mm -hmm. dealing with people, some of them I might just hear. Some of them are elusive. I'll just know they're in the room, and I might not see anything about them. So uh, one of the things I've learned is that it's it's an ongoing rabbit hole. And as soon as you think that you have a system figured out, they they add to it, right? And we uh, we spoke earlier, and you know we were talking about uh, psychic fairs and stuff, and how some 
Um, now, if you've never seen Kelly before, she is just Kelly. I'm right? really, really normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's laughing. <laughs> right. Hardy her. <laughs> but it, we do get into the uh, the fake psychics, the fake mediums that uh, take people's money just for, you know. Uh, entertainment, yeah. Entertainment. Miss Cleo's 1 800 uh, yeah. <laughs> numbers, right? JoJo. <laughs> JoJo Psychic Alliance. I forgot about that one. Yeah. That's a good one. So you must get a little flack too from people not believing in what you really do. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been a facet of it all along. But um, of course, when it's when you've had enough feedback from the people who have been affected, and we're talking, you know, 20 some odd years ago. You start to learn to focus on the people that you can help or assist or or have a rapport with. And, uh, you know, yeah, they, they will uh, just openly, even in social situations, they love to just come right out and say, oh, I don't believe in what you do. And I'll say, well, congratulations on announcing to the whole room that you can only use half your brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, you, you, you become uh, not defensive anymore, really. I've just learned that if I'm looking for validation and acceptance by most of society, I'm probably in the wrong field. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, not only uh, you did readings, uh, and, and you continue to do that. You yes. Have, you have your own uh, your own business doing this. Yes, I do. Yes, in Godridge. Right. Right. And um, so you do readings. You also, I've heard you, that you've uh, helped the police out uh, from time to time. Absolutely. Yeah, that was something that um, I, I was a motivator right from the beginning, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when, in retrospect, when the dreams and visions started very young, under 10, well, they were unpleasant to say the least. They were always about, it seemed, homicides mm-hmm. or missing people. So like a magnet, I was just drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say that's dark, but yet they don't say that of someone who wants to be a homicide detective right. or study abnormal psychology. So uh, I was just drawn to it. And the first uh, reading I did submit to the police was the Linda Shaw case. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, what doesn't happen in these or didn't used to is that they'd call you back and say, well, this was right and that was right. Um, but in the past several years, I've developed some very strong connections with specific officers mm-hmm. uh, who do like to give me a message back and say, well, you nailed that one. Right. Um, and luckily, I've developed enough trust with them that I can submit anything to them now at this point you know they don't think anything is weird and they'll just look and see what case it fits and so it's given me that outlet right and not all the time would uh well a police force might just say no like it's not something you can present in court right exactly you know Mm -hmm. uh and and that's the thing i've realized in the past i would have more chance of it helping if i put it in as an anonymous tip Right. So uh, one thing I will say is that this is one way that the United States is actually ahead of us a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them have psychics that work with their police departments, and it's well known. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to say uh, it seemed like seems like much more of an American thing when they call in the psychics. Absolutely, they just have bigger hair and nails. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like something that's kind of caught on in Canada. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we're a little bit more fussy right. and in that respect, uptight yeah. up here. But uh, very true. Very true. Uh, Kelly, you and I first met. Uh, I I booked you for to do a show uh, in Harriston at the Harriston Town Hall Theater. Yes, I loved it there. 
Yeah, and um, it was it was fantastic, and yeah, I mean that show. Well, you said it really turned you around too, it opened it, you up to a lot of things. It did. Well, I, I had a shift there, right? I uh, had just done my readings a certain way for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, when I got into that building, I had such a, I had a sense that I'd stepped through a time portal, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, and I could feel the energy in that building, and when I was on stage and about to do my thing. Uh, I started actually seeing them with my eyes as opposed to just in my head sitting on a chair beside me. And so one at a time they sat down and showed me who to talk to and gave me information. And I left there that night thinking, wow, like that building has some good energy. Right. Uh, but it continued like that. Uh, the following Monday in my clinic, it, uh, there they were. So right. um, now I believe as energy, uh, the more we all collectively believe and work with this, the, the denser they get the more visible they get. It's it's like mm-hmm. uh, charging a battery. Right. Yeah. Now, you, you had mentioned that, that it is really all about energy. Oh, 100%. And all fully, fully explainable through quantum science, what they've found thus far, um, and the, the theoretical physics as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, when uh, I set the stage for Kelly to come on, I put that chair out there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Very but good. I, I'm glad that worked for you. You uh, were the catalyst. Were you? <laughs> you were, yeah. It wasn't cool. for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it worked well. So that's how uh, we originally met, and that was, that was a fantastic show, and uh, many people that were in the, the Minto area that were there, and you and you were very accurate with a lot of them. Small towns, everybody knows everybody's story. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we did speak about, uh, you know, I had a, a gentleman come up to me and, and go, did you feed her some information? <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, no, I mean, uh, Kelly and I had never met before this. So uh, so it was interesting. And even if you were going to, how would you choose? Right. right? How would you choose? Yeah, how would to... I know which ones you I'm were gonna going to? I'm going to go talk to her about Dave's marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plant that little bug in her ear, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, everybody had a great time, and that was that was fantastic. Uh, you met John in another way, right, John? She certainly did. Um, if people go back to pod number one, and we talk about where I was kind of a punching bag for the spirit, Big John, and he had me kind of on the run and tormented, um, I was kind of casting a big net trying to find help, and Kelly was uh, came to my rescue. And one of the things that we were talking about this and we just had a bite deep before we did the pod, uh, I was telling the guys the minute that Kelly confirmed she was going to come and see me and sit down and talk to me and, you know, get a sense of what's going on, give me some tools to cope, all of the abuse stopped. I remember I went to bed and I remember I, I text Ke- the next day and I said, did you do something? Because like I, I could, it, it would have been six months or more that I actually went to bed and didn't get shook or my foot hit or my leg banged or my heel turned or whatever and that stopped and I was never hit by that spirit ever again so she was kind of my my angel after that and you kind of pointed me in a whole new path where I went from this I thought logical guy right and now I'm kind of doing this spirit paranormal thing and this is total 180 for me. Bet you didn't see this coming. <laughs> I certainly didn't. I didn't. Uh, and I blame I blame you, but I also thank you. But I thank you at the same time. So, yeah. 
Oh, was that a whole uh, uh, energy thing? Did I mean you must get calls from people, Kelly, that that tell their stories, and you do you get a feeling right off the bat that that John was okay or, or? Uh, w- without a doubt, uh, without right. a doubt. So you know, as I've progressed and uh, I use this, and I do this for about thirty hours a week individually at my clinic. So as I said, when I get done, uh, my, my pri- and I need a lot of time alone, as much as I can get <laughs> as a mm-hmm. medium. So uh, I'm also a skeptic, believe it or not. And again, these things tend to, it seems counterintuitive, right? That, uh, but I want to know too, if someone messages me, I just as much as anyone else, I want to rule out that it's a loose hinge or it's a, it's a shadow and you're all from the cars going by or, um, and, and again, as human beings be, being so profoundly complex, having such a strong imagination, uh, having these lower concepts about the spirit world and how it's not supposed to be there and if they're here, they're stuck. And, and when you think about the complexity of that, uh, I hadn't just gone out to someone's house like that probably in 15 years mm-hmm. um, just because I, I didn't have time. It's it's not that I understood that people uh, didn't believe this was happening or, or didn't want to help people, right? Just like all of us, we have, or like a charged phone at the beginning of the day, we've got so much battery power to mm-hmm. complete so many tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly had not been really moved enough by a lot of them uh, to do it. So uh, when my manager slash daughter, Jessica, I just came in and there was a little note that said, uh, this man named John called, he's having some stuff going on. Uh, and I didn't hesitate. Anyone that knows me knows they usually hear back from me within about a week. Well, maybe it was a few days. Uh, but as soon as I heard his voice... Mm-hmm. I understood that, uh, A, this was not a person who was looking for this. This was not a person who was uh, looking to define himself through this. I mean, he was very clear. I don't want anybody to know because I don't want anyone to think that I'm losing my mind. But here's what's happening. And I knew immediately I needed to get up there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So after I agreed to go, I uh, put down my text and I said to my uh, higher ups there, I'm like, just go on ahead and, you know, this guy's having some troubles up there and just go up there and let them know we're on our way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And it was yeah. unreal because the house just got quiet after that. It was amazing. Literally, and I'm not exaggerating, every night there'd be some form of harassment. Yes. Every single night. And it just stopped after you text me that I'll come and see you on this date. And I was like, wow. You know, and then part of me. I almost felt guilty when you showed up because <laughs> I, I wanted the doors to start slamming or the couch to fly up. Like, <laughs> and it's like by the time you get into the doctor, you're not sick anymore. It's yeah. like, well, it was really bad, yeah. I promise. <laughs> you may be waiting in the waiting room so long. But, and, and it, but it stopped the minute I contacted you. And But you did. You, uh, you took me from like the anxiety level of like 11 and just helped me. Cause, and we've talked in the pod about fear and what have you. And you just calmed me. And I remember when you left, I remember my better half, she was in the driveway and the she poor dear, waiting. Yeah. And, and you were so generous with your time. And then, so she said, well, did she do something to make him leave? And I said, no. And you gave me all these tools and she goes, well, then how in the hell are you going to go to bed tonight? Because I was staying up and I said, you know what? I think I'm going to be okay now. Yeah. And sure. And then the, then the progress just kept going. And like I said, now you've got me going to people's homes and helping them. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So Kelly was supposed to nudge me in this direction and I was supposed to find you. And like we've said before, no coincidences. And I'll be honest with you, 
I have to confess, I'm happier now than I've been in years. Isn't it amazing? It's unreal, and yeah. it's just and you and you were right with your text. You had to be nudged into the darkness, yeah, to see the light. And and I'm 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 really enjoying my my life now. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Well, so. you're accessing uh, parts of the right hemisphere of your brain too that have been just kind of sitting there dormant. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when we are before we reach puberty, we are predominantly right brained. That's what we use. So it's normal. Kids see imaginary friends all the time. We don't question it because they're making it up. Uh, They draw a purple tree and we don't say that's wrong. Leaves aren't purple. We're like, hey, that's great. And here's Santa and the tooth fairy. And um, then when we approach puberty, what's happening is we're shifting to that left side to prepare for survival reality. Mm -hmm. And uh, that right side is often unused again. And so when we start to recognize things that are outside the realm of the usual for us, anything paranormal, anything that makes us go, hmm, I can't explain that. uh, And we start to notice it like patterns. uh, What we're doing is a a part of our brain that is able to recognize those patterns, this non-chaotic kind of a matrix where all this information exists, it's activated. It's like sending out a homing device. And uh, once it happens, it does create a sense of joy. It's freeing. It's liberating. And the other liberating thing that does naturally again come along with it is you stop giving a crap whether mm-hmm. people believe you or not. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Right? That's um, right. And, and you realize that it's not a weak mind that un, uh, that entertains the unseen. It takes strength. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's actually the opposite. Uh, people think if they want to think that I'm fickle or will believe just about anything, well, try telling me your house is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, John just mentioned before, no such thing as coincidence. I just wanted to hear what you, you thought of that. Um, absolutely. And I, one of the questions, because, uh, again, I'm now the jack of all trades and master of none, right? I get mm. asked about everything from, uh, again, astral projection to money to health to all of those things. Uh, I, I believe in dichotomies or, or opposites. So uh, day and night, love and hate, for something to exist, uh, there is the polarized end of it. So, um, you know, people ask me often about how can free will and destiny coexist? Mm-hmm. How, you know, is it coincidence or did I use my free will to go up to John's? And, and here's the thing. Uh, both sides of the brain work on a different part of that. The left side is a planner. It's black and white. Uh, it's there to make logical decisions. The right side is led by, oh, I just kind of have a feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, we use that free will to trust that. So, no, there, there is absolutely no coincidence. We, we don't always see the meaning in it. Right. Uh, but but again, when we start to activate this part of ourselves, we do start to see the meaning in it. And uh, the way the three of you have come together and the way I've cycled back into this, I used that analogy earlier. It's like a big puzzle piece mm-hmm. or puzzle that's dropped in front of us. And it all just comes together. And we sit around like, wow, how's all this happening? And and because the human mind is supposed to be surprised by it. Right. But the higher self knows that we're all sitting here at this time in this moment talking about this because there's a higher purpose in it. We've all been led here, but we used our free will to follow that lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You uh, talked about, uh, well, the different styles. Um, I'm thinking when we were talking earlier what people see, I guess, uh, and 
the way that you get messages might be different than the way Dan gets messages. Absolutely. Because Dan here pulls out names like you wouldn't believe. Dan's an impressive name guy. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, how do you how does that come to you? Like just it it is it a picture? Is it a No, um like people have asked me, is it like, does, do you see the name in your head or is there a voice that says, so oh, the spirit in the room's name is Chuck? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's just, it's just there. Right. It's just like a thought. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how it works. So that's an energy. Uh, it is. And um, one of the ways that I've worked with helping people to really wrap their logical brain around this is I always use normal everyday analogies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so physical, we, we communicate with every physical person differently and they communicate differently with us. Some of them might be loud. Some of them might get our attention because of their piercing eyes. Right. Um, some of them, we smell them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you, right? You never know. So the, these uh, are real people you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Both. Okay, both. Um, so it, uh, it all relates, really. It yeah, relates, the absolutely. They've smelled would, spirits before, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> So when we go out into the world in the morning, we make a choice about how we are presenting ourselves, how we are communicating. They are free-willed beings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scientifically, what they are is high light vibrating uh, levels or frequencies of energy that on that molecular level still contain carbons that have been here since the Big Bang, just like we do. I just like to say that as humans, we're just a little more dense. Right. So um, when we think of how we receive information externally on a daily basis, again, sometimes we might hear, see, smell, touch. Um, they're communicating in their own unique way. And then uh, when we receive information, they also work with our frame of reference. Right. And I think that's uh, what I was trying to get at. Yeah, earlier. they yeah. work with our frame of reference. So think of each of us as a computer hard drive uh, that has a certain amount of information. Or think of our life as a Tetris game, right? Those first levels that go down, you get this base. And then every piece that comes into that has to kind of somehow fit within that. So uh, we absolutely create this body of consciousness, awareness, uh, linear knowledge, things we know, things we don't. So we know there are lots of names in the world, for example, that we've never heard in different languages. There's, it's infinite, the information out there. So I want you to think of all of our minds uh, like that resource, like a Rolodex. Mm-hmm. And uh, when our loved ones, again, who are, again, simple analogy, they're each like a radio station existing there, waiting for an antenna to go up. Uh, And when you do it every day, it becomes a little more like a bat signal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When they step in, they start searching my database for things that they can get me to say that will click with the person ahead of me. So throughout another person's reading, I see my own life the whole time. Mm-hmm. If they want me to say, uh, like I said, Mike, uh, I'll see my brother, Mike. If they want me to show me someone who lives in Woodstock, I'll see someone I know who lives in Woodstock. So it's not as in-depth as people think. People really right. give me much more credit for being this all-knowing being. I'm not really. Uh, I'm getting, it's like a Morse code. Mm-hmm. And I get these breadcrumbs. Uh, they also work with our concepts. Mm-hmm. So if I attach red to the root chakra... And I attach that to financial problems. Uh, they know if they show me that root chakra, I'm going to say there's financial problems. Right. Other people associate red with love. Mm-hmm. Some people with anger. Think about the concepts of Valentine's Day mm-hmm. versus right. seeing red. Yeah, so which is anger. 
So if my grandfather came through to you, he doesn't speak a word of English. Right. But he would show pictures. He would show pictures. I would, I would get would, emotions. Right. Because animals uh, consistently uh, come into the readings, and, and so do babies. Right. Wow. So when they're communicating with me, yeah, it's pictures, it's feelings. Uh, but they will sometimes distort the reality of how things were, for my understanding. Um, simply put, if someone, if a woman passed when she was 90 years old, and 30 years later, her daughter passed when she was 90 years old. If they both came in looking 90 years old, I'm mm-hmm. going to say, I've got some sisters here. Right. <laughs> okay, right. They understand. So they'll distort it, and I'll see a woman holding a baby in a pink blanket. Uh, I'll say, oh, there's there's this. And they'll say, oh, no, she was 90 when she died, <laughs> right? Right. But, but they use what works with each of us. Mm-hmm. So um, And, and uh, they're very, very, very good at it. Right. Now, um, they'll use popular culture too like as I said earlier they know I'm a Tom Hanks fan if they want to see Tom in any reading uh, I'll get, see Castaway <laughs> <laughs> you get Tom uh, you mentioned do animals actually come through absolutely you? You said? yeah absolutely without a doubt I mean they're um well, they're they're kinder to us than some people, right? Right. There are, yeah. Uh, I believe they're actually quite highly evolved because they lack verbal communication and those opposable thumbs. They they live their lives based completely on instinct and intuition. Right. Uh, right. So we we not only have to learn about the concept of love, we analyze the hell out of it our whole lives. We find it, we lose it, we hate it, we don't want it, we want it. They just mm-hmm. exist. Right. And Dan, they, you've seen uh, you've seen animals. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm the the name guy and the cat guy. Yeah, he's the cat guy. <laughs> cat guy. I see cats all the time. Like, and do you get the cats' names? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's or no, that's, no. no okay. I should try that though. Maybe the cat's trying to project its. You know, I always start with boots and then work my name. Yeah. My name is Fluffy, or you know, you go through that. But uh, all in all, yeah. Uh, and I never bought the whole idea of when people say, "Well, animals have no souls," because it's energy, right? That's it's, just that's uh, just giving, making them feel better because they're eating them. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, but also uh, our need to align ourselves with this omnipotent power, which is interesting because we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about the God particle. We talk about where this consciousness is on a quantum level. It's in every cell in our body. So we're, we're fully in that higher space. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, you'll notice that uh, there's still in those conventional belief systems, there's that e- ego kind of involved. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that that we have to be kind of at the top of that chain. And uh, people laugh at me because when it's running season, I'm messaging people on Facebook. I'm like, watch for snails. And they're like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, But, you know, to me, and then they're like, death happens. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to necessarily be a contributor to it. So we start to recognize even in the quantum, right, Mm -hmm. Um, that this thing is here for a reason. Right. So I make uh, my boyfriend take the spiders out side <laughs> sure oh, i can understand that i've done that too i always yeah. feel guilty if i <laughs> uh, i want to talk about uh television psychics uh how hollywood it is um you know they i think it's very glorified would you agree with that um I, I i do agree it's uh it's absolutely glorified uh but also on a kind of an antiquated 
concept of where this came from. So if you look at the the seers throughout history, you know, they were always the people who kind of had to hide out in the back shed and practice and then people snuck in to kind of see them. So one of the things that draws people and even to me, it's a mysticism. It's a, it's a concept that this person has a connection to something higher. Mm-hmm. And I realize that that myth has to be there for people to get to me. Once they sit down, I'm like, hey, let's look at your superpowers, right? Because this is innate. Um, So I understand why they do that. And uh, doing some work with uh, uh, Charlie and Conrad at Proof and Concept, uh, where I did the the web series, uh, that's one of the things that's important is is, uh, they didn't try to shift me in any way that way. Because what people want now, I think, is something and someone who's relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it doesn't take the magic away, but it does take away a little bit of the uh, the concept that this is just some special experience when you go and see this special person right. uh, with the nails so long they can't do up their pants. Right. Um, it, it, it's really a kind <laughs> of an interesting thing. Yeah, I, I forget right now, but, um, but, but here's another great way to look at this. Uh, one of the things I do my best never to do is judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I've always been one of those people like, you'll never see me set up at a psychic fair. That doesn't mean I'm I, I'm judging. Again, I used the analogy when we were out of uh, myself as a clinical hypnotherapist, mm-hmm. right? I use that in a clinical setting for healing, to empower people, to, to uh, help them with clarity and move toward goals. Uh, you know, Salish, the X-rated hypnotist who's getting people to hump chairs on stage. Right is using those same skills and he's skilled at it mm-hmm. but it's for something different right so with intuitives right with psychics if we just want to have some fun and have somebody bullshit us and say our boyfriend isn't cheating go ahead mm-hmm. uh, or you know this isn't or that isn't happening and I'm not saying that's what they all do uh, not only because I believe everybody has skills right so a lot of them are very skilled that they may just you know then you look at the human side it's like okay well I need a neon sign or people are, I, I have to fit that archetype right and uh, that's where I've just always been a nonconformist and a bit of a rebel and and I actually had trouble I wouldn't put the word psychic on my first business card because Jojo's Psychic Alliance and Dion Warwick <laughs> right. uh, were running the airwaves <laughs> at that point it's like yeah. um, I actually called myself an intuitive consultant and and then right. when I got comfortable with it and realized oh like I, I don't care what people think it's like well that's going to most clearly tell them right uh, psychic me is going to most clearly tell them uh, what it is I'm doing. That concept, that mysticism will get them here. And then they'll come in and see me in my jeans and flip-flops and realize right. that uh, this is this is a human experience. It's here for everyone. Yeah. And I, I think originally a lot of the programs are are geared toward the, the mediumship, uh, that they do have a talent. Yes. Uh, the thing that they do with the Hollywood thing comes in where it's like, okay, well, we want you to have uh, argument with your your husband, or yes. we want you to, you know, to kind of fill the time. I guess that is. Well, but yeah, someone asked me one time after because uh, unfortunately I do get kind of aligned uh, with the Long Island medium now, and again, not in a bad way. She's right. doing her thing, and it's helped lots of people. But I get a lot of questions about it, and one was, um, you know, if you're just out for dinner with someone, do they show up? I'm like, yes, if there's a film crew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, they tend to leave me alone. And yeah. I don't do protections. I don't have to dictate it. I never, ever have. 
Right. So and you can go to the grocery store and, and you don't have to go up to somebody and say, oh, you know. It did happen I'm, once, uh, just mm-hmm. once. And I'd circled her so many times like a shark. She started to notice I was weird. So I <laughs> actually had to. But what I do is I honor it, right? Because I have them over there realizing I need this normal facet of my life. Right. If somebody can get through that uh, in the produce department and get me to walk up to someone, I'm, I'm going to honor it because they don't let it happen all the time. There's, mm-hmm. there's such a natural balance in this. And again, as we said earlier, uh, I've seen it with many uh, psychics. I, I remember <laughs> trying to get through the story of James Van Prague and Ted Danson was playing him and he was coming into his gifts and he was visiting someone in a hospital mm-hmm. and they were all over him like the walking dead and he's crawling up the hallway <laughs> and I was in hysterics yeah. because I can't say that didn't happen to him. I just... Um, it, it, you know, uh, I don't need anyone to feel sorry for me in terms of what I'm so, doing. So, yeah, with the lady in the the produce aisle, yes, and you approached her. I what did. What happened? Uh, did. So I went up and I, I said, "Have you ever watched Long Island Media?" <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so it came in handy after all, and yeah. you know, I just said, "What do you think of that?" And and um, she said, "I have an openness to it." I said, "Good, because your sister Rose is following you around." <laughs> Uh, it was very brief. I, I realized too, right, that people aren't, I don't do that when it's not asked for usually, unless I'm right. moved to, uh, and if I'm moved to, it means that that person will, that they know that person will be receptive. Um, because again, it's, uh, you know, people need to, people need to seek me out. And every time I do a reading, I know it's because uh, they absolutely want to be there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, uh, but I do know of a few who um, give a lot of unsolicited advice, and it really just uh, scares people and, and kind of turns them away from it. So. All right. Kelly, we're going to take a, a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some dimes. Let's do that. We can yes. talk about that. Yeah, I, I just love talking about that. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back on the Phantom Faction Podcast with our special guest, Kelly Elson. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. And we're back on Phantom Faction Podcast with our special guest, medium Kelly Elson. Uh, Kelly, tell us a, a little bit about uh, about your business and and what all at our facets that uh, that are involved in. Because you not just do the readings, but there is other courses and stuff. You yeah, can take. well, there's other things that have just uh, cropped up, and you know. Um, I've, learn some different things over the years that have all gone together collectively to help raise and expand my overall concept of uh, of the intuition. So uh, I'm a Reiki master teacher. Can you explain and, that to me? Reiki. Uh, Reiki is basically a, a, a natural process of laying on the hands, stirring up kind of the the stuff that's in those chakras or vaults that we all have in our body where we hold things and exchange energy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing it since we were children. You know, if you have a headache, you got the hands on the head. You can tell if someone has a stomach ache, the hands go on. Uh, and it's really just because a Japanese doctor put this system together. Mm-hmm. It has a Japanese name. But it's basically um, not, not only working with other people with touch therapy, but this chakra system is a deep, complex <laughs> kind of a place. 
voice, mm-hmm. uh, our subconscious, so to speak. And it, so it just gives us a template of understanding uh, where we might hold things, cer- certain things in the body, uh, that kind of thing. It also develops our intuition. So Reiki is like coming to me and getting a reading with my hands uh, more so than uh, than verbally. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, over the past 20 years since I've been doing it, I've, I've had a lot of success with it and people enjoy it. So you're uh, doing the Reiki and you start to get messages. Yeah, yeah sometimes. Uh, yeah. Because one, one of the things that uh, is really important to know, uh, again, is how our brain works. So first of all, it's muscular. <laughs> so it mm-hmm. takes time to change and adjust. Our left side is uh, five sensory and earth focused. It's all about survival, things being pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do anything automatic, so most of us here have had the experience of driving along in our car and we're thinking and suddenly we don't remember where we are or Mm -hmm. we can't remember the last 40 minutes of that drive that's called highway hypnosis so when we do any repetitive or or usual uh thing uh with our hands like driving right we don't have to Mm -hmm. think about it every time the conscious mind in effect takes that back seat uh, that's why we can talk while we're driving and think. And so the subconscious moves into the driver's seat. So we're driving along, uh, we're thinking about whatever we're thinking about, and it doesn't honor the right side of the brain. The psychic side doesn't take, doesn't care about time, space, distance. So that's how we can uh, have time distortion and things like that. So um, when you sit down to do a Reiki, you've got your hands on someone there, you're, you're kind of occupied, uh, and that homing device kind of opens up. Now, there's a myth that in order to be, people think I meditate an hour every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not. And uh, I'm normal. I, I get up. I have chaos. I have a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but what, what, what it is is that when we think about uh, Eastern meditation, clearing the mind, how many of us have laid down to meditate? We're trying to clear the mind, clear it out, quiet, still, still quiet. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're a Tibetan monk living in the mountains, um, we're on a journey of discovery. So most of us can't keep our brain clear for more than two mm-hmm. to three mm-hmm. seconds. Sure. It's just the way our brains are. So um, everything I do is uh, kind of guided imagery. It's journeys. It's adventure. So when I'm doing a Reiki, it's lovely because anything could download. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, oftentimes, it is messages for them or possibly people from the other side. So how often, say, per week do you do a, a Reiki uh, besides the readings? <laughs> yeah, how do we... Uh, people want people love the readings, so I might right. get to do... So I do have regular Reiki clients. Uh, I also do mm-hmm. the clinical hypnotherapy uh, and the uh, transpersonal hypnotherapy, so past life regression, uh, quantum healing, uh, visiting... I have a hypnosis for visiting the other side, meeting guides, all of those things. Uh, yeah, maybe once or twice a month with the hypnosis. Right. Um, because and you're busy with the readings. People want a... the readings and uh, I don't blame them. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So all walks of life come to see you? Absolutely. Uh, you would be absolutely shocked at, at who walks through the door. And, and of course, one of the things, too, you won't see me doing. I had someone ask me one day, you ever read any celebrities? It's like, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I have ethics. If I did, I'm not telling you. <laughs> right. um, but almost as if that somehow makes you more validated. And mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, but I do read here. Well, I have, mm-hmm. but I do read heroes every single day. Right. 
Right. So uh, everything from, yes, uh, medical doctors, uh, psychologists, teachers, uh, a lot of nurses and people in the medical field, mm-hmm. first responders, and then, of course, lots of people in the phases where they're still figuring it out, too. Right. And right. I do see not quite as many as impactful as John's experience, but I see a lot of people showing up at a certain point in their life and saying, ah, boy, I've put everything together and I have everything that I was looking for and I'm unsettled. Right. Because <laughs> there, there's, there's always a part of us that's going to be seeking our own powers. Right. Right. Wanting more. When you're doing a reading and say a child comes through. Yes. How do you handle that emotionally? That, um, must, that must be hard. That, that's a very good question. And and uh, the answer is yes. I mean, there are absolutely moments because I certainly empathize uh, with the people I'm reading. Uh, yeah, emotionally, it's just as, as, as hard, if not harder, than you see it on the news, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> someone asked me one day, and this is what I say to uh, psychics, mediums, and stuff who constantly talk about how draining it is. Again, no judgment if that's their experience and they're still doing their work great. But someone said to me one day, this must be so tiring dealing with death all the time. And I looked at them and said, I am, uh, in fact, a death denier. <laughs> and it's just that a physical death, right? It, it, it is. So, so the reason that it doesn't drain me is because by the time they get to me, I can uh, take them out of that space of grief for that hour. I can demonstrate to them through things that I see that either, A, your loved one is here in the room, or I'm still the best guesser on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so the reason it's not that draining uh, is because I actually am able to affect change or help or, or give them something, a little bit of light uh, that's, that, that makes them feel a little bit better. And I, hats off to first responders and police and firemen and paramedics and um, very, very, very special souls mm-hmm. uh, because they do things that I couldn't, uh, as we said earlier, I put the spiders outside. I, right. I, um, they're the heroes. Right. Um, and you must, they must see a lot of tears. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if I don't... <laughs> but Even I, for yourself? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I break yeah. down the odd time. And I think that's important, too. I don't want to be too stoic or uh, not want to show that human side. Uh, you know, I'm as, when I'm in a room with someone, uh, 100% of my energy is present there. Uh, if I get through a whole day and somebody hasn't left crying, I'm, I'm off my game, actually. <laughs> like, I, I, I become concerned. Yeah. Um, the interesting facet of this and and, uh, you know, sitting here with Dan and John and, and recognizing the, the profoundly growing intuition both of these men have, too, is that as soon as someone's out of my laneway, the second they're out the door and I'm on to the next person, everything I knew about them is wiped clean like a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard the explanation from other psychics because it's too much, you carry it around, this, that. It's not that with me at all. We have quantum and cellular memory. We've got lots of hard drive space. What it is is that they're deleting current data. So that if that person wants to come and see me in a year, I have no recollection mm-hmm. of where mm-hmm. they live or who's passed. Right. Because if I do and I start bringing that up in the second reading, it's affecting my ability to be a clear channel for them in that moment. Right. You know, this lady would come back to me every year and she had a husband named Bob. And every year I'd say, how's Bob? And she'd say, fine. And one year she just finally said, oh, he's dead. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yep. So uh, that was a conscious assumption. So it's funny because I'm 100% present, and then I see them on the street the next day, and I just don't know who the hell they are. Right. <laughs> but it has to be that way. But you do get a lot of returnees as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And everyone, it's their own ritual, right? Sometimes they come back on their loved one's birthday. Yeah, I get a few of those, uh, uh, you know, shit's going down. Can I get in next week? And, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, right, right across the board. Mm-hmm. When spirits present themselves to you, when you're in your office and you've got a client there, is there, is it the same for every spirit? Do they just appear, or is there a, like a, a moment when they're there? Do they? Is there a light? Do they come through? How does it work? Do they, do they just yeah. pop up? Yeah. Do you hear something like in the air, a crackle, or is great it a question? Of um, great question. Uh, well, again, like I've said, a couple of things that I simply believe about how this works. They live here. Uh, so uh, in terms of earthbound, stuck, purgatory hell, can't get into the light, that kind of thing, in my clinic at the very least and in my work, I don't experience that there. When they come in, the universe is profoundly creative. Uh, so when people question my philosophy that crop circles are naturally formed by example, uh, you know, by a higher intelligence, they're like, the universe can't make that kind of geometric. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like know. a snowflake, <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, they all approach differently. They're as diverse as uh, those of us who are molecularly dense, and they're creative. And some of them are very fun and creative. They'll float in like, you know, you see Dracula in the movies that just floats. You can tell he's not walking. Uh, some of them sparkle. Some of them are a flash of light. Some of them I hear. Some of them I'm just aware of them in the room, so it's just a matter of, you know, imagine someone on the other side of a door and you're aware of that presence. Mm -hmm. And some of them will uh, just, it'll look like they're walking in over the crest of a hill and I'll just become aware. You know, at first they're a little dot and as they get closer, you start to see more details. They all have different levels of skill and awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we do. Um, and that's why they uh, can't use one form of communication. So yeah, sometimes it's clear audience, like the hearing. Uh, sometimes it'll be, if something big's going on, like, and it's happened, someone who was in one of the planes on 9-11, or you have an accident oh. with several people in it, the, the stomach will spin. And, oh, yeah. and again, I can't sit here and say that's pleasant, but it's there to tell me there's mm-hmm. something on a larger scale here, or a, you know, murder suicide, or a large amount of people that passed away. Right. Do you? So it's different. Do you ever have where you go blank and you don't get anything from somebody? Uh, usually, just when I'm on a date, <laughs> I go blank there all the time. Well, that's good. We're keeping that clip. Yeah. Um, now, do your spirit guides tell you, "Now nah, this guy's no good"? Well, <laughs> or yeah, this is a keeper. I or? wish. Uh, so here's the other thing. How does that work? The, the, it, Psychic dating with s- Kelly. Well, yeah, I was we go. gonna start a website called Plenty of Souls. <laughs> uh, I realized a couple of years ago I'm missing out on a whole dating pool over here. They're cheap. They're you know. I, I thought why not? So I had this uh, dead boyfriend named Stu, but right every time I turned around, he was there. He became needy. Uh, no, what's interesting is that um, you know. They don't. What what people think this is is this omnipotent knowledge of everything, and I've had things that have hurt me in terms of someone will have someone I knew once. Their daughter got hit on a on a bicycle, and she messaged me and said, "Why didn't you stop that?" 
Um, and I literally oh. said, well, sorry, I was at Great Wolf Lodge on the Whitewater Rapids. <laughs> um, you know, so there are a lot of misconceptions about it. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card for me. No. Um, no because one, I do. no one's sending you the winning lottery. No, absolutely not. And uh, I get that question all the time. Why don't you do that? It's like, <laughs> well, I'm enlightened enough to know that that's not going to make everything better. Right? No. Um, I, 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 I did date someone who my spirits wasn't that, they weren't that fond. Right. And uh, he didn't sleep well at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I'd sleep at his house, he didn't sleep well. Uh, and I knew what was going on, but right. yeah. Uh, some psychics say um, somebody comes in and and you actually feel where the pain is. Maybe not you. I'm mm-hmm. not too sure. But do you ever get that where you feel a health infliction? Absolutely. Or oh, like from the, in, in, from the physical from, people? Yes, yes. Um, so it, it all comes down to the chakra system for that. Like I might just see their solar plexus, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, of course, very careful with that. You know, they're there to see what I see, and I trust everything. Right. You know, at the same time, I also know when to resource out. Right. I know when the person in front of me uh, needs a different form of help <laughs> than, than I right. can offer. Um, and, and so absolutely, that might happen more in the Reiki. Right. Um, but also, I'll be sitting there, and someone on the other side will, uh, I'll just get a feeling. I'll say, oh, yeah, I had a surgery there a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Because, again, part of their goal is to show us from over there that they see what's going on in our life, and they will bring up the things that have been going on. One of the common facets the departed use to help us identify them is how they died. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they died in a car accident, uh, they spare me the gory details. I don't have that right. happen unless it's a murder case. Then, I, then I'm privy to all of it. But uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring that up because I'll say things are spinning. It's chaotic. I'm very careful to say to my client, they're showing me this for the purpose of identification. Mm-hmm. They aren't coming in spinning or holding their chest because they had a heart attack because they're still in pain. It's all right. for communication mm-hmm. and identification. Right. Right. Okay. Um, We're going to talk about the dimes. Uh, yes. I'm yes. Just, just get right. into that right now. I've got that right here. Okay. Um, experience that I had and for a long time. I've been finding dimes all around the house. Uh, and it always was just dimes. It wasn't. And they'd be in the oddest places. Uh, and, you know, you start looking up on the Internet and you're realizing that I'm not the only one that this is happening to. And recently, um, just doing some laundry and putting clothes away, and I pulled a, I had an empty drawer below, and I had just pulled this one pair of pants that was on the upper shelf to put it down. Three dimes, just bang, bang, bang. And just fell. fell. Just yeah. dimes. And it was like, you know, I, I don't make a habit of carrying dimes in any of my pants pockets, and it would have been underneath the coat or the uh, the pair of pants. There. Yeah, absolutely. So it was just so odd to me, but. You said there's something about that. There's a, there's a couple things about that. Um, you know, first of all, you know, in, in terms of that, they develop skills over there that work across the board. Uh, just like when you see a psychic here, some of them might use cards. Uh, some of them might use a chair or scribble or use a pendulum. Mm-hmm. So there are things that are common here that work as tools in terms of connecting to that higher frequency. So again, it's just like that over there. Uh, they're still basically on a, again, an atomic or quantum level. They're made of the same things we are still. And there's two things that science has proven, and, and I've done my research. 
one on a quantum level, everything in the known universe is, is made of these same molecules of the little speck of stardust or carbon. That's fact number one. The second one is that when they look at these, that every one of those existing in our human bodies right now have been here since the Big Bang. Energy is not disappearing, it's recycling. So when we die, it's like water to vapor. Um, so anyway, uh, energetically then, we're made of stone, soil, water, light, electricity. So when we think about uh, things like um, light bulbs, right, all of that kind of how they work with electrical, perfectly explainable. But then there's this symbolic, uh, coincidental, synchronistic nature of how they start to get our attention. And dimes are just one of the skills that they've developed over there. Mm. Um, and, and here's a, a, a very, very simple way to look at that and say, hey, there's exactly why this is happening. You remember I talked about the left side, the right side? of the brain. I want you to imagine you enter into a busy mall the day before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we, I just saw you roll your eyes. You're, you're having anxiety <laughs> in it, right? Um, right. The, the human side, that five sensory part of us is going to experience a level of chaos. There's absolutely no doubt about it. People going here and there, fighting over parking spots, right? You know, that's not a non-reality. Now, the higher part of the brain I keep talking about can look at that same scene, and realize that every person there knows where they're going, what they still need to buy, where they're going that night, where they're going the next day. So coexisting with this level of chaos underneath on a deeper level, there's this order. Uh, there's, there's order underneath these things. So that kind of leads me to these dimes in a sense. We realize that we're not changing the clock to say 11-11 every time we look at it. We're not inadvertently putting the dimes there. And are they actually just flying through the air and getting there? Well, maybe. <laughs> we're not growing if we've decided what can't be. Um, but when that part of our brain starts to activate that sees that scene in the mall, that can look at that same scene and say, oh, underneath this, there's this matrix of order. That's the side that's awakening when we start to see the synchronicities, Mm -hmm. when we start to notice the dimes or uh, we're in a mathematical and a symbolic universe. So uh, they or our higher self will use numbers, animals, uh, uh, dimes, right? And anything Mm -hmm. that uh, they can get us to see on a regular basis. And it's not that we're putting it there. It's that our intuition is developed to the point. We're so connected in this matrix of everything that's um, this higher intelligence that it's just a little nudge. Hey, look at the clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, yeah. look at the floor. Oh, hey, happen to notice this apparition walking by. Um, it's 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 <clears throat> areas of the brain that we just haven't used since before puberty. Uh, and the other reason this side of the brain can do it is because it's not limited to a black and white reality. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's 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 allowed to see whatever it wants. We can imagine anything in that side of the brain. Um, and and that's why, you know, it's awakening and we're trusting and we're looking. Right. Yeah. So they're just basically little hints to say we're there. Yes. Uh, I think of the numerical synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're driving up Highway 21. You know mm-hmm. where you are. Uh, you still see that sign with those numbers on it every few kilometers. Right. Oh, yeah. exactly. And, and so I guess I can take from that that my deceased relatives aren't cheap. A lot of people are finding dimes. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered That's if right. Was, I was bothered. I thought people were getting toonies and loonies. Oh, well, I'm like, was, where's uh, the hundreds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So I feel better about that. Okay. <laughs> now, I have a question, and this is a biggie. 
It's a heavy question. Okay, oh. let's get deep. I'm um, a big guy. Do spirits, I mean, you're talking about the Big Bang. You're talking about the universe. We're made of stardust, everything else. During our break, you were talking about Jesus Christ. What kind of, like, do spirits, do you ever ask spirits to say, listen, what's out there? Is right. there a heaven? Is there a hell? Is there a purgatory? Yeah. I mean, because there's so many thousands of religions Absolutely. out there. I mean, you have, you know, the Buddhists, you have the, the Muslims, you have the Krishnas, the Munis. You've yes. got Baptists. There's, I mean, there's over 30,000 different denominations of Christianity. And I don't fit into any of them. And, but, <laughs> and then these people, pa- you know, they pass away. And then they come back. They 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 come to you. Do you ever have you ever said to them, "Hey, what the hell's it, going on yeah, over what's there? What's going on over there? Yeah. Where are you? Is there a god? Is is it like absolutely? Some old, is it some old guy sitting on a throne with his you know with his uh, gray beard and his lightning bolts, or is it just, yes. or is it just the universe? This Very huge great question. energy. Yeah. Well, uh, again, on the quantum level, nothing's really here. Uh, you know, even those specks of carbon in, in uh, those molecules are made of are constantly kind of disappearing and reappearing. But very good question. And for the first few years I did the readings, I did it through a form of automatic writing. And this was before I really realized I was a medium. I just kind of called them my guides. And so I could I got to the point where I could sit down and ask a question in handwriting and get these full paragraphs and answers back in different handwriting. I've kept it all. Some of it's on construction paper, old computer paper. And I started to ask these questions back then uh, through the automatic writing. Through then, it's just kind of, again, organically um, developed into me just really trusting what they have shown me. So um, what my understanding is, is that when we uh, have a religion, these are just people who are seeking a connection with that higher energy. But again, the human brain needs a template. It needs an image. This is why when we have an angel, we have this anthropomorphic form and we add these wings uh, to, you know, imply the higher and the human coming together in their purest form. They're light moving frequencies of energy that on this quantum level, I believe, contain what we call the Akashic records, uh, Mm. imprints of everything that have been there. Um, By the time they download through the brain, that's when we put imagery to things or we develop diversities and how we see things work. Um, and again, you can see how the human brain probably from the beginning has been afraid of these higher powers because we see how saturated it all is with fear. The moment I clued into that, I was watching a documentary about the Heaven's Gate cult. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I've always been very interested in abnormal psychology, self-exploration path. <laughs> um, and uh, they were the running shoe guys, remember? They were yep. going to hop on the Hale-Bopp Comet. And uh, they had someone come in with a camera to document their bodies there. And they panned by uh, a fireplace. And on top of this fireplace, there was a picture of uh, kind of an androgynous alien. It didn't look like just an outline of a white being. And someone was like, oh, it's an alien. They're weird. I'm like, no, that's just their Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's just their uh, concept or form they put to this higher power. Um, and that's when I started to realize we're just we're all downloading the same thing, but it all has to work through the filters uh, of the human mind. So um, there are spirits that won't talk to certain psychics. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, uh, they've told me that or people have come to me and said, I've been to five. And, um, you know, you take a mom who's who's grown up in the Catholic religion and suddenly her son commits suicide. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a psychic whose paradigms and filters and belief system work in a fear-based alignment with, oh, yeah, no, he's in purgatory. He, you know, he's not getting over there. They'll clam up. They won't even talk to them, <laughs> right? So uh, they're particular, too, about uh, their messengers here. So in terms of that, uh, some of the people that have come through here, for example, who've done bad things. Uh, there was a case of a murder-suicide, and one would expect I would see the father over here in the corner uh, and the rest of the family over here. And what I saw was a family surrounding a man even rubbing his back Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was there with his head down. They were nurturing him through his review process. They don't get away with it over there. Uh, they have to go through the experience of feeling everything they've created here for others, but they're nurtured and cared mm-hmm. for through it if they're free will, right? Uh, mm-hmm. If they want to be. Now, that man in another situation might have got over there and ended up not processing just like people do here, and that's how you get punched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because I've always said, too, like, uh, you know, I, w- I was a correctional officer for, f- for 15 years. And, you know, used to, you know, we had chaplains come in and talk to the inmates. And and we had a lot of inmates with mental health issues. Of course. Yeah. And we had a guy who came in who uh, had a complete uh, breakdown, psychosis. And it took nine of us to restrain him. But the thing that he was in there for was he killed his mom. Yeah. With a corkscrew. And he'd stabbed her in the face like 130 oh, times. Mm-hmm. But he had no idea what he'd done. Right. And I said to the minister or the, the 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 chaplain, I said, so what happens to him when he passes on? Good question. Is he going to be judged for what he did? Because God or whoever has created us created his brain, created the chemicals in his brain. And by no fault of his own... His brain was faulty, faulty, and it made him kill his poor mom. Yeah. And so what happens to that guy? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a heavy topic. Yep, absolutely. And, but, but, I've even, but I've had a lot of people say, you know, you know, well, what about Jesus? What about God? What about the devil? And, and I was like, well, you know what? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. Well, I, so I, you know, someone a lot of has, mysteries. Absolutely. Someone know, asked so. me if I believe in Satan, uh, and uh, I could pull a lot of comedy out that. But I'm like, yeah, he he lives at church. <laughs> um, <laughs> because really, our brains here are three dimensional printers. Right. Right. Um, uh, and it's not that I don't believe in high vibrating and low vibrating energy. It's not that I don't believe that human beings uh, can do evil. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that the concept of the good place and the bad place over there is something that groups of humans have used for egotistical purposes right. to say, at least I don't have to be over there with those jerks. Uh, here's what I look at. If I had a choice over there, warm temperatures, fun people, I know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pina coladas. And yeah. That's the party crowd. Yeah. yeah. But because one of the things that John and I have been, I guess, experimenting with and learning, too, is is moving spirits that have been uh, harassing. harassing Helping people. Helping them, yeah. And uh, one of the things that, and, you know, I joke, I say, John's the SWAT team and I'm the hostage negotiator. Because <laughs> he goes in there and he corners the spirit. He does his remote viewing. He blasts them with light. And then he'll text me and say, okay, I've got him. 
Yeah. I've got him cornered. Get in there and do your thing. And my thing is I go in there and I say, listen, you'll be okay. Yep. Like there are people there to help you. Move on. Like move on into the light or that tunnel or whatever works for them. You'll be all right. Like yeah. don't worry about being judged. That's amazing. You can't be blamed yeah. for everything you do in life. Yep. And don't be scared. And I, and you know, sometimes it's very profound. You see them go whew, down this tunnel and sometimes like last, you know, we just did one last night mm-hmm. and it was a little bit more subdued, but, uh, yep. but, uh, we moved the guy yep. and, uh, I think they just needed that little reassurance. Absolutely. Even the validation of being seen, because oftentimes it's possible that that's why they're throwing dishes out of the cupboard. Right. Well, yeah. uh, and then when John yep. does his remote viewing, they're like, oh. He can see Somebody me. can see me. Oh, and like, but yeah. what <laughs> like I think is a, what I think is profoundly amazing about what you just said is the way you approach it. Because uh, I'm just let's say I'm a spirit and I'm hanging around in my old house or trying to get someone to see that I'm there and someone starts coming in with holy water and crosses and saying, You don't effing belong here or get out of here. I'm gonna be like, Oh yeah, you wanna go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know Well that's I, what happened with uh, our last podcast with Melissa. Right. I mean her she was having problems in her home and uh, her grandmother or someone or aunt gave yeah, her holy water. Bad move. And she <laughs> went around doing the holy water sprinkling kind of thing and she'd put it on top of the fridge and then when she came back out later she found the bottle on top of the garbage can. Oh yeah. So the spirit was saying, This is why I think you're Oh, holy even water. Jesus is over there going, Come on guys. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, there's no vampires in here or, uh, yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. So. No, it's, it's the loving way in which you approach it because again, this is technically where they live. They're lighter, faster, they're existing on a higher frequency. Um, I'm sure and, a lot of them are confused too. Right? Um, I, I think on some levels, well, again, take it back to the human condition. There's mm-hmm. times when we know what we're doing. There's times when we're not certain what direction to go. But we always put more on their state of confusion, almost like we think of them in this blackness. And, you know, we get confused too. And we're not certain about things and they experience the same. Uh, like the concept of purgatory. Uh, I've talked about the tunnel. It's the same going in as it is coming out. You think of a baby in there. They don't know they're a little baby in a birth canal. All they know is there's this sudden momentum. (laughs) Things are dark and a little bit like, holy hell, what's going on? And there's a light and there's people waiting at the end. someone smacks you. Right. They're like, hey, woo. (laughs) Right? We get through it. But but here's the thing. When they're in that womb, are they in purgatory just because they're not here or there? Absolutely not. So when they arrive there, absolutely, there's that newborn phase, right? Newborns have enough subatomic energy to power a city for a year. We start splitting some atoms, but um, right, they can't feed themselves. They can't function. So when they get there, they're like a newborn Um, and they're starting a new life. There's people there to welcome them. Uh, They develop different skills. They they do different things. And yeah, there are ones who, uh, and they respond to our reality too. They know when we're in turmoil. Mm-hmm. And and that I don't want to say upsets them, but but they feel that and it shifts their energy as well. And they feed off of it, some of them too, right? Uh, some of them would, yeah. Like and and just like uh, just like a person who's a vulture or toxic, they're going to draw off your fear. Yeah, and you hear about those energy vampires and you know those uh, the people that walk in the room and you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can feel it. You know? And and that's telepathic energetic communication between our our, our bodies, even right. yeah, reincarnation. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. are you going to ask me how one can reincarnate and still be over there? That's a good one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, well, when, when you look again at the quantum physics, 
going on here. The quantum, when I say that, I mean more as it applies spiritually, right? We can think energy here. Uh, we can think energy scientifically. Uh, it's kind of intertwined. Um, I think we have choice when we're there, whether we technically want to come back in or not. It's okay. not like we're given this, oh, you go in lifetime after lifetime for lessons, or, or it could be. Um, but uh, I've even heard some psychic medium say it's like a 52-year period where you get to be a spirit for 52 years and then you get sent back as well, whatever. It's nice know. to have that black and white thing there. Okay, there's all the answers, right. but uh, life is too crazy for it to just be that simple. <laughs> right. Um, I definitely think that uh, in terms of remembering past lives, it's, it's there, it's imprinted on a quantum level. So uh, I think of it as sleeps. Mm-hmm. And if we woke up every morning and had to start from square one, right, we'd be learning how to walk every morning. Uh, so it's in there and it's accessible. Yep. Uh, in my hypnotherapy, I deal with a lot of phobias uh, and, and sometimes there. And, and I will use past life regression sometimes because whether you believe it or not, mm-hmm. when we go into a, a past life space, even if it's not real and just imagination, there's still a reason that the id or the psyche is choosing that particular place. So you went to 18th century China and it was just imagination. Okay, why did your brain choose 18th century China? (laughs) What Mm -hmm. what is that connection? Um, But I've had people have really profound epiphanies about some of their current fears. Uh, um, People, kind of karmic things they're working through with people here. And I still haven't figured out what the clowns did years ago to scare (laughs) the hell out of everybody, but... (laughs) Um, they hid in the sewer grates. They alone. did. I was a child who was terrified of clowns. Just to put were you really? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it's um, yeah. I think it's an absolute reality. I don't think it's probable. I think because mm-hmm. of the nature of of the energy that we are, and and you know, it's it's a fact. We've been a part of a rock, a tree, a stream, a pile of dung. Like we've been everywhere. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, these. Uh, Cells, molecules that make up our body, they, they're mostly space. Yet they know how to work together and communicate to fire a brain that we can't even use that brain to figure out how it works. Right. Our body is digesting food. Like it's all going on unconsciously. Plus they have memory because they are repetitive. Mm-hmm. So it's all in there, only it's in that space somewhere. We often hear the, the, the phrase, uh, oh, you're an old soul. Right. Um, and, and I totally agree with that. And sometimes when I'm talking to other people that <laughs> it doesn't seem like they know too much. Right. They, you know, um, they could be newer. A, a younger you know, soul. A younger soul. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and again, it could just be when we uh, kind of get to earth, again, this analogy, you know, why does an actor decide to take part in a play? The reason might be because they need to, they want to. So they'll choose a role based either on something they've done before or uh, a new role, something they want to learn to grow. Some are short, some are long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, in terms of that, if you if you consider the Big Bang Theory, of course, we've all been here for the same amount of time. So what differentiates that? Right. There are definitely different old soul types, just like we have uh, human personality types, type A, type B. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are old souls that have kind of an activist kind of spirit in them. They're often first responders, frontliners. There's the free range old souls. <laughs> They're the ones that are just here to roam the earth and help people. There's the kind of the itinerary old souls, like think Gandhi, like going in with a definitive plan. <laughs> 
Um, and one might say that some of the younger souls, yes, it has to do with our human experience here in physics, right? If you're raised with the Manson family, you're going to have a different start in life. Sure. Um, but again, uh, I've had people really argue with the concept that we chose that life. And, and again, I can't say in the bigger picture exactly how it works. But I know had I not chose the childhood I had, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. So um, there are, I just call them young souls because either through, because of their human experience or their start there, or the reason they've come here in the first place, a lot of old souls insert into toxic home lives. Right. Uh, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And the psychological theory is that when children are in insecure childhoods, uh, they use escapism to create these alternate universes or guides or people around them. Uh, my understanding is that because I didn't have the benefit of just focusing on what's for lunch, um, uh, my brain was actually able to access these other realities. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. two, different, it's two different sides of the same coin. Oh, exactly. I have yeah. another question. Yeah. Just to, uh, I'm shocked. Know, <laughs> just kind of keep it interesting here. Um, without disclosing our location, where we are, we're in a bit of an old building, has a lot of history. Um, John and I have, every time we record a podcast here, we've definitely seen spirits in here. I think, uh, was it last time, Dan, or the time before that, you were seeing someone out in the hallway walking by? Yeah, yeah with the second episode. Yeah, we were doing, and yeah. John and I are detecting someone in the booth here in the back corner, popping in and out. And I know, Kelly, when we came in the back door there, <laughs> the energy in here was crazy, and especially in that room. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that's been bugging you while we're here? Or that, are you sensing I've, anything? That or? I've been aware of. And again, without disclosing uh, right. the, the location, the first thing is, is that it is full to the brim with electrical equipment, um, which contributes to energy on, on every level. There's also someone that I associate with this building uh, that I've been uh, kind of picking up on since we wrote having uh, having dinner. Um, the same thing happened the last time I was here is that my mind and brain and everything about me uh, when I come in here, I'm in the 70s. This is what oh, I yeah. feel when I'm in. And it's not just the decorating. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, just a sense, right, of, of that time zone. It's like watching a mind hunter. You look at Danny and you see the 70s. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I hear do. He's got the wingtip collar on and the bell bottoms. Um, oh, jeez. One of the things I'm aware of, and, and, you know, as much as I'm very down to earth about this, I like to have fun sometimes. Right in a reading, I'll use the word portal or right. gatekeeper. Or, uh, it's fun just to have fun with it once in a while. Um, I'm I'm aware of a, a of a gentleman here who I want to call the watcher, mm -hmm. um, yep. and of course that's going to conjure like oh no, yep. but uh, no he goes up and down that hall, mm -hmm. um, and he stands up very straight, nose up in the air a little, but not to imply that he's more to imply that when he roamed these halls, mm -hmm. uh, he was he was a boss or he was somebody that was here to keep an eye on things, pay attention to things, and I don't see him very much, but he does too. He goes by that window. He kind of looks in, uh, gives a little wave, and then carries on. And he goes by about every half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. um, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I talked before when we were speaking about the difference between, you know, that dense presence of energy. We're water and they're cloud. Right. And we're all in these frequencies in between. Um, you know, the presence of a spirit is much different than an imprint. 
And an imprint is when, say, you have a home where there was a massacre. Uh, you know, someone with some intuition can walk in and they can feel. Something might just feel wrong. Yeah. We might feel heavy in the chest. We might pick up on that. Uh, we might get the same feeling if someone just passed away alone in that room. Mm. Um, but we mustn't forget to look for the joyous places in these imprints as well. So an imprint is like leaving a fingerprint or a photo of us in a room and then, in fact, leaving the room. Mm -hmm. There's a piece of us that is absolutely still there. We've left that imprint. Um, and, and it's interesting. I've had people say to me, oh, if you ever visited, uh, you know, if you ever went to like a like Dachau or somewhere like a concentration camp, boy, that would be. And I'm like, yes, it absolutely would. The question is if I went somewhere like that and had no conscious knowledge of what was there, you know, would it be as profound? Would mm -hmm. it be as mm -hmm. strong? So when you're going into a home where you know there's something's happened, uh, of course it's going to be there. Um, but also that these things can imprint uh, into houses. And again, if uh, we are uh, fear-based, not understanding what it is, uh, we might pick up on that imprint as an actual person. Uh, so as a forensic, right, I'll get uh, things kind of play out in my head. And uh, people are intuitive. Uh, they don't know what's going on because it all happens in the imagination. So they just think it's random thoughts. Right. I think you said it earlier is that uh, if you dive into it, sometimes you get blocked. But uh, if you're just saying, I don't know how that happens, it just happens, and yep. you accept it. Yep. It, you're opening up to it. You and, are opening up to yeah. it. And, uh, of course, the human side is always just looking for the house. And it is it is fundamental, absolutely. It's when yep. it grabs on to an idea, you know, like the 52-year cycle, um, you know, first of all, somebody lives to be 78, that theory's screwed. Uh, <laughs> or you have to, you know. But what I'm saying is is that we're, we're, we're taking in information and trying to put together this picture of how it looks. And it, But it, we have to be wise enough as soon as we do that uh, to be willing to understand that there's more because this is a rabbit hole. There's, there, 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 it's an mm -hmm. infinite space. And, uh, you know, I believe that we are um, all profoundly powerful and I, I love to use the word superpowers and that's thanks to my daughter Jolie who walked up to me one day when she was about seven she's like mom every show I watch like with superheroes in it somebody sees the future has visions and she looked at me and she just said you do that every day yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it hit me that even these things that we're creating look at our our entertainment and our imagination right we're we're uh, even our, our religious figures there's always this higher facet to them but we stop short right and say but I'm just this lowly human but hey Jesus could do that good for him uh, but what do we do with this now right um, so you know in terms of choosing an intuitive a healer anyone even to talk to about this the thing to remember is that a good teacher is going to be focused on bringing your powers to the surface um, and helping you understand what you think rather than trying to convince you of their truth or reality because it's it's that's how we learn and grow and as I said to these guys earlier uh, I I'm excited when I see somebody who has a strength uh, mm -hmm. that I don't have yet right right it's mm -hmm. it's uh, it's empowering and exciting well, this has been uh, super educational, uh, this this program. 
Um, and that's what the Phantom Faction podcast, we always said from the start and even on our liners and that, that uh, it's to educate. Absolutely. And uh, I think we've uh, done a lot of that. And I think there's so much more to talk about. And I want to make sure that maybe you come back sometime. Uh, is next week okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, I might I might put in there. I'm still working on some projects with uh, Charlie over at Proof and Concept. Right. If you are interested in looking at the web series I did called Haunted Things, uh, it's neat. It's a little bit of uh, psychometry and a little bit of prediction. Really fun. Uh, just short episodes. You can go over to ProofandConcept.com. We are working on uh, another project. Uh, We really want to connect with people who are having profound levels of paranormal activity. And it's not because we want to come in and and make Hollywood out of it. Um, This, you know, this is real and real people are experiencing it. And we want to bring, you know, honor what they're experiencing and also bring uh, more of a tangible explanation to it. Something that we can work with to actually you know, take ourselves to the next level. If you are having anything like that and you're interested in talking to Charlie about it, it's charlie at proofandconcept.com. Feel free to send him off an email. Okay. Well, that sounds good. And also, how can people get in touch with you, Kelly? Oh, um, yeah. uh, MediumKellyElson at Hotmail.com is my email. The website is uh, MediumKellyElson.com or FeelingChairs.com. There's, uh, yeah, lots of information on there about all the different things going on, uh, some classes, maybe some shows. uh, But because I don't run that part of that, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank goodness for organized people. (laughs) Right. Any last comments, guys? I don't know. <laughs> I've just been uh, absorbing all this. Uh, I know it's been fascinating. My head, brain my head matter spinning. leaking out my ear. Yeah, here, so. my my brain yeah. matter's leaking a little I, bit. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, yeah well, we'd I love to have you back again uh, sometime. And anytime, there's so much more to talk about. Absolutely, uh, there always is, and uh, and I love to do it. Bring some mm. friends with you next time, like invisible friends. Yeah, bring some yeah. invisible friends. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Do you know Hugh Hefner? Um, or Elvis? Or? Oh, well, I, I have seen Elvis here in this building before. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but that was on Halloween, and I realized after he was just a guy dressed up as Elvis. Ah, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll say, uh, say goodbye for now, and uh, Kelly will be joining us at some point again. We'll keep you informed of exactly when that's going to happen. Uh, I'll say goodnight to Dan. Thank you, sir. Good night. (laughs) John. Good night, Dan. And Kelly, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. 